Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn with songs by the King's Men and music by Billy Mills. The show opens with Hallelujah. Saturday night baths and Saturday afternoon floor scrubbing are pretty well gone forever. We now know that that weekly scrubbing of linoleum floors was very harmful and eventually ruined the linoleum. It's so much safer, so much easier to protect floors with the modern floor polish, Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat. You not only save your linoleum and make it last longer, but you save yourself lots of work. Because Glow Coat needs no rubbing or buffing. You simply apply and let dry. Glow Coat is self-polishing. Glow Coat is no ordinary polish. When you use it, you'll notice its lasting luster. You'll see how it wears evenly and smoothly without chipping. That's because Glow Coat has a flexible, not a brittle film. One trial will also convince you that Glow Coat is economical because a little goes so far. Make a note to remind yourself to buy some Johnson Self-Polishing Glow Coat this week. Some people think it would be a great thing if we were able to peer into the future. Personally, we think it's a blessing that we can't. For instance, here at 79 Wistful Vista sits the lady of the house darning socks for the master of the house, who doesn't know that a messenger boy is approaching with, ah, what can be in store for Fibber McGee and Molly. to buy some new socks. Huh? I've darned these so many times they're practically handmade. <laughs> okay, I'll get some tomorrow. But it's an awful nuisance. Gee, I wish I was a kid again and could go barefooted. Do you really? Well, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> these guys that keep yearning for their childhood days are just kidding themselves. I wouldn't go through that again for a million bucks. Why not? Oh, I was a regular little gangster when I was a kid. Oh, go on. <laughs> I ever tell you about the morning I and Skinny Crandall and Bones Biddle and Stinky Hooper tried to wire, uh, tie the wire across the schoolhouse steps? <laughs> then waited in the bushes for the teacher to show up? No. <laughs> yeah. No, you nasty boy. What happened? <laughs> well, we waited till noon and then suddenly realized it was Saturday. <laughs> so we started running down to the old swimming hole and I tripped on the wire and darn your... Bu- Come in. Package for Mrs. McGee. For me? Are you Mrs. McGee? Well, what do I have to do? Show you my marriage license? <laughs> no, I can see Mr. McGee. Nobody else would live with him. <laughs> Fresh kid. 
Why, when I was his age, I was polite and thoughtful. Yes, you were, you little gangster. I wonder what this is. Oh, heavenly days, four pounds of Valentine candy. Oh, who's that from? Oh, as if you didn't know. Huh? <laughs> you darling. <laughs> you did remember, didn't you? Well, I, well, ain't there a note in it or, or something? Well, why should there be? Who'd be sending me Valentine candy but you? Valentine? And my favorite kind, too. Well, I, I don't... I, I'm, well, I'm glad you like it, Molly. What kind is it? Now, listen, don't be so coy, McGee. Huh? <laughs> you can't fool me. <laughs> no? <laughs> well, Valentine's Day comes but once a year, they say. <laughs> or is that Christmas? <laughs> well, well, it's Valentine's Day, too, I guess. Uh, isn't there any... Uh, didn't I put a note in it? Well, I don't see any, but you didn't have to. If a man can't send a valentine to his wife without a lot of explanations, I'd like to know who... Hello there, Johnny. Hello, daughter. Hey, can I speak to you alone a minute, Johnny? Why, sure. Excuse us a minute, Molly. Certainly. Go right ahead. What's on your mind, old-timer? Look, I'm selling valentines, Johnny. Want to buy one for the kid there? Nothing women appreciate more a little touch of sentiment, you know. No, thanks, old-timer. <laughs> she just got a big box of candy for a valentine. She did, eh? Good for you, Johnny. Well, I don't know whether it is or not. Just between you and me, I don't remember sending it to her. Then you better buy one of these and send it too. Oh, no. Then she'd get suspicious. Oh, don't be a fool, Johnny. The more you send them, the better they like it. Hmm? Here, here, here's a butte. All lace and stuff. Hmm. Says, uh, roses are sweet and so is your soul. I'm going to throw out my sugar and put you in the bowl. <laughs> No, thanks. I don't want any valentines, old-timer. I don't mind wearing my heart on my sleeve, but I hate the idea of a mailman dragging it all around town in the rain. <laughs> uh, thanks, anyway. Okay, Johnny. Uh, sorry to keep you waiting, daughter. Just wanted to talk a little business with Johnny here. Oh, that's all right, Mr. Old-timer. I was busy darning his socks anyway. Just look how he tears holes in them. Yes, he's a holy terror, ain't he? <laughs> Back to my job, kids. Be seeing you. What do you mean, your job? What you doing? Oh, I'm caretaker down at the Wistful Vista Recreation Center. Oh. Keep the tennis courts in condition. Oh, must be quite a chore. Oh, no. Just a few swipes with a claw full of Johnson's wax, and I'm caught up for several days. Johnson's wax? On a tennis court? Yep. Table tennis, Johnny. Oh. Well, so long, kids. <laughs>
wish you'd never sent me this candy. I just can't keep my hands out of it. It's so good. Don't you like it? Sure I like it. Why shouldn't I like it? Well, you keep eyeing the box like you were afraid it was going to eat you. <laughs> I do? <laughs> well, I guess I just got a complex about candy. Ever since my mother used to feed me butterscotch to pull out my baby teeth. <laughs> never believed in that string on the doorknob business myself. Well, there's no butterscotch in this candy, dearie. Now, that's what I keep telling my teeth. Besides, <laughs> hey, who's walking around upstairs? Oh, poor Uncle Dennis. He's all upset. What about? Oh, he's thinking of starting a lawsuit against Walt Disney. Walt Disney? Yeah. What for? Oh, that pink elephant sequence in Dumbo. <laughs> Uncle Dennis says he saw him first. <laughs> He's all wet. You can't copyright a hangover. <laughs> anyway, what right? Come in. Good day, Mrs. McGee. Good day, McGee. Hi, Alice. Hello, Mr. Mayor. Have some candy? Uh, thank you, no. I'm on a low-carbohydrate diet. Well, you better stock up on them, then, Latrib. <laughs> they tell me there's going to be a shortage of low-carbohydrates. <laughs> you don't say. If I might make a suggestion, McGee, it would be to the effect that people who have no clear comprehension of a subject under discussion would be well advised to maintain a discreet silence. I don't get it. Well, he said, dearie, that if ignorance is bliss, happy days are here again. Or if you don't know what you're talking about when you pipe up, pipe down. Oh, yeah? Well, now look here, Latrice. Uh, just a moment, McGee. Will you please refrain hereafter? Don't ask him to make any promises about the hereafter, Mr. Mayor. <laughs> His forwarding address is unknown. What are you talking about anyway, Latrivia? And quit shaking your finger in my face. I'm liable to think it's Halloween and start bobbing for knuckles. <laughs> All right. But hereafter, McGee, please refrain from telling motorcycle policemen that you are a close relation of mine and they can't do that to you. <laughs> What to you, McGee? If he's referring to what I think he's referring to, he means that I got a ticket yesterday for parking eight minutes overtime. For parking one hour and eight minutes overtime? Well, can I help it if I forgot to set my watch back last Sunday night? You weren't supposed to set it back. You were supposed to set it ahead. In that case, it would be two hours and eight minutes. There'll be no such a thing. It'd be eight minutes less than one hour. There's two hour parking on Oak Street, so the city owes me 52 minutes. <laughs> now, wait a minute, boys. Let's get this straight. Let's say you parked at exactly 3 o'clock and... But I didn't. I parked at 8 minutes to 4. Oh, for goodness sakes, you might at least park on the even hour. The odd minutes make these arguments too confusing. Yes. Anyway, McGee, the justness of the complaint does not concern me. What I object to is you're assuming that I, as mayor of Wistful Vista, would use the power of my office to obstruct the due processes of law. Furthermore, you had no business telling the officer that I was your nephew on your mother's side. <laughs> my mother out of this, Latrivia. <laughs> a fine thing. Dragging a guy's family into a sordid case like this. For shame. But, <laughs> he didn't say... And to think a guy like him is our mayor. It ain't enough that him and his Cossack cops ride roughshod over the common citizens. No, he's got to get personal. He's got it all. Just a minute, McGee. You were the one who saw... Oh, he dragged my family through the mud and the slime of a court trial. Holding up such a public ridicule. Just so... All right, all right. I'll fix the tickets. I'll find the policeman. I'll resign. Good day. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
Boy, I should have been a lawyer. But you had no business telling the policeman that the mayor was your nephew. Oh, no, I just proved it, didn't I? I made him holler uncle. <laughs> Give me a piece of that candy. Any chocolate-covered peanuts in there? Well, you ought to know. You bought it. Huh? I... Oh, well, I... Well, I didn't specify every piece that went into the box. I bet you did. There's Ooh. everything I like in it. Oh, you're so thoughtful, McGee. Oh, shucks. <laughs> Valentine's Day. I think it was a Valentine's Day we first went out together, did he? Yeah. I carved our initials inside of a big heart on that old oak tree in back of the brewery. The schoolhouse. The brewery. Schoolhouse, McGee. I remember it was the brewery because the only grove of trees where you could hitch a horse to McGee! <laughs> For 20 years and more, I've been telling people it was back at the schoolhouse, and I can't change it now. <laughs> Heavenly days, what's romantic about a brewery? Well, if it had been in back of the schoolhouse, I'd have ruined my jackknife. The only tree back there was a big steel flagpole. Well, just to say, my insistence. Hello, folks. Oh, hi, Harlow. Have a piece of candy. It's wonderful. Stop bragging, McGee. I ain't bragging. I don't even know... <laughs> Here, have a nugget, Harlow. No, thanks. Say, do you people ever see Life magazine? Yes, we do, Mr. Wilcox. McGee always gets Life, Colliers, the American magazine, and Disturbing Detective. And anybody who'd read Disturbing Detective ought to get life. <laughs> Banging is too good. But Molly, I gotta get Disturbing Detective on account of the back cover. Why for the back cover? I'm trying to see how long Charles Atlas can keep his chest expanded like that. <laughs> Why did you ask, Mr. Wilcox? Well, the Johnson Wax people have got a double-page ad in Life next Friday, and I didn't want you to miss it. We're featuring the Consumer's Pledge for Total Defense. What you mean, Pledge? Well, look. <laughs> look, here's one of the cards for Molly to sign. Uh, read it, Molly. All right. As a consumer in the total defense of democracy, I will do my part to make my home, my community, my country ready, efficient, and strong. I will buy carefully. I will take good care of the things I have. I will waste nothing. Place for signature. Consumer Division, Office of Price Administration. Well, I'll certainly sign that, Mr. Wilcox. Thanks, Molly. This is mighty important right now. If there was ever a time to conserve and save and protect and preserve, it's today. And Johnson's Wax does all of them in so many ways. It's a pretty necessary item on your kitchen shelf. Oh, say, and that reminds me. I'd better go in the kitchen and see if I have enough on hand. Excuse me a minute, boy. Certainly, Molly. Well, now I'll have a chaw of your chocolates, chum. Oh, here, help yourself. And look. Yeah? You didn't send this candy to Molly, did you? Not me, pal. I don't send candy to married women. I'm allergic to buckshot. <laughs> Why, didn't you? If I did, you can bop me with a bonbon if I remember doing it. <laughs> well, maybe you walked in your sleep again and crashed a confectionery. Say, I wonder... Oh, no, that ain't possible. The candy stores aren't open that late. Still, hey, you call on a lot of stores, don't you, Harlow? Sure, now that I'm taking these pledge cards around. Now, look, kind of snoop around and see what you can find out, will you? See if a guy about my size yeah. wearing purple pajamas and green slippers yeah. with a sleepy look on his puss came wandering in any place and bought a box of Valentine candy. Hey, like hey, hey, hey. Easy, easy. Here, oh, here she comes. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay, pal, okay. I'll tell George what you said. So long. See yeah. you later. So long, George. Uh... Hey, who's George McGee? And, uh, uh... What do you want Mr. Wilcox to tell him? Uh, uh George? Yes, George. Oh, George. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, 
Oh, oh, he met old George Frahulis. <laughs> Who on earth is George Frahulis? Oh, uh, he used to have a tire shop out on 14th Street. <laughs> Just sold it and took up blacksmithing. <laughs> I just told Harlow to wish him good luck. Though why a guy in the horseshoe business should need anybody to Talk tell him... Toss me one of those coconut creams, McGee. They're delicious. Here. Thank you. My, I don't know when a box of candy has intrigued me like this one, dearie. Yeah, me either. I mean, me too. What? Uh, I mean, I, well, I'm glad you like it, Molly. You always did like mixed chocolates, didn't you? Yes, and weren't you nice to remember? Yeah. But then you always were thoughtful. <laughs> always a gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> remember the time I dropped my handkerchief at the dance? And you and Otis Cadwallader both rushed to pick it up yeah. and bumped your heads together and knocked each other out. <laughs> yeah, but I came too. <laughs> that guy's still unconscious. Oh, oh, my, you were jealous of him. I believe you still are. Oh, I am not. Say, I saw in the paper last night that he's in town. <laughs> What's the matter? This candy kind of choked me. <laughs> In fact, I think any of it would choke me. What do you mean? I mean that Otis Cadwallader. He might be the guy who, who, well, he'd make me choke on a caraway seed. <laughs> the very mention of his name. Ah, makes you nice. see, you are jealous. I never saw such a la... Come in. Oh, hello, Mrs. Uppington. Uh, how do you do, my dear? And Mr. McGee. Hi, Uppy. Come on in, out of the rain. Oh, it's not raining, Mr. McGee. It ain't? I'd have swore I saw a big drip in the doorway. <laughs> Come on in, anyway. Uh, Have a hunk of candy, Abigail. Sweets to the sweet, you know. In this case, a chocolate-covered dill pickle might be more appropriate. <laughs> Have one, Abigail? Oh, thank you, no, my dear. No candy for me. I must keep my weight down, you know. And you're doing swell at it, too, Uppy. Oh, do you think so, Mr. McGee? I sure do. What did I just tell you just this morning, Molly? Well, he said, isn't it wonderful how Mrs. Uppington keeps her figure? Oh, now, really. And I said, it certainly is. Well, I flatter and then I said yes. But why anyone would want to keep a figure like that is beyond... Mr. McGee. Please. I prefer not to speak of my uh, dimensions. Okay, up if you say so, they're unspeakable. <laughs> I, what, what? He just means that if you prefer not to mention your weight, it's unmentionable. Oh, I see. Well, I just stopped by Mrs. McGee to show you my new bracelet. See? Heavenly days, Abigail, is this really yours? Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Don't tell me that's genuine, Uppy. Indeed it is, Mr. McGee. Wow. Oh, I spent more for it than I should possibly, but this is a, the sort of thing that will become a valuable heirloom, you know. Well, you'd better be careful, Abigail. You don't let it lay around the house, do you? Oh, no, my dear. Boy. In fact, I'm on my way to the bank right now to put it in the vault. Well, I should hope so. That thing is practically irreplaceable. Yeah. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. Oh, I just adore it. I'm such a happy, happy girl to own a genuine solid rubber band. Wouldn't it <laughs> The King's Men sing, Don't Touch It. When I was just a tiny tot down in Tennessee, I kept my mammy on the spot looking after me. I'd fool with this and fool with that, messing round about. And when I'd grab my pappy's hat, mammy dear would shout, Don't touch it. I, I, I better leave it alone. Don't touch it. Mm-mm. Hey, hey, you'll catch it. When pappy gets home, 
If you don't mind, will I say? Happy Mr. Sunday hat down in Tennessee. He'd fuss and fuss and cuss and cuss and start to look for me. Then pretty soon I'd have a date in the old woodshed. And with remorse I'd meditate on what my mammy said. Don't catch it. Ah, ah, ah. Can't you leave it alone? Don't catch it. Nay, nay, you'll catch it. As sure as you're born. If you don't mind what I say. One day I went to Pappy downtown to buy a shoe. He said it was good for any man to have a sip of brew. But when he went to take a nip, we heard an awful roar. We turned around, there was Mammy shouting through the door. Don't catch it. Ah, can't you leave it alone? Don't catch it. Nay, nay, you'll catch it. As sure as you're born. If you don't mind what I say. My childhood days down in Tennessee The dear old-fashioned country ways still appeal to me I'd gladly be a boy again to mess around about I'd step on Pappy's Derby just to hear my mammy shout Don't catch it, ah, 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 better leave it alone Don't catch it, mm-hmm. hey, hey, you'll catch it When Pappy gets home, if you don't mind what I say Help yourself to all you want. Oh. Any man who remembers his wife like this for Valentine's Day deserves anything he can get. I wish you'd quit saying that, Molly. Why, for goodness sakes, you did send it to me, didn't you? <laughs> who just you sent it? <laughs> well, then don't be so modest. You certainly have changed since we were married. I have? How so? Oh, when we were going together and you'd send a box of Turkish delights or a Tootsie Roll, you kept reminding me of it for weeks. <laughs> you'd say, how about a kiss, baby? And I'd say, no, not now. And then you'd pout and say, okay, no more saltwater taffy for you. <laughs> and then I'd say... Oh, no. Come in. Hello, folks. Oh, Hello. <laughs> Hi, Wimp, old man. How's everything? Oh, just peachy, Mr. McGee. Well, you're looking very well, Mr. Wimple. Is your wife away? No, but Sweetie Face has been very busy with the new women's ambulance unit, Mr. McGee. Well, the ambulance unit, eh? Yes. She a nurse or a driver, Wimple? Neither one, Mr. McGee. She holds up the ambulance while the other girls crawl under it and make repairs. is very strong, isn't she, Mr. Wimple? Indeed she is. Why, do you know, I've seen her tie a bow knot and a steel crowbar. Gee, really? Yes, sirree. Wow. I don't mind telling you I had a terrible time getting it off, too. My neck was sore for weeks. Well, there's one thing about your married life, Wimp. You never know what's coming next. Yes, that's something to be thankful for, isn't it? But I really owe a lot to Sweetie Face. Yeah. She's made me what I am today. Uh, and what is that? 
Oh, come, let's not get clinical, Mr. <laughs> I'll bring her over sometime, Wimp. I'll get four flat irons and we'll play peas, porridge, hot. Oh, I just can't get her to go out anywhere socially, Mr. McGee. She says she'd rather stay home with her artwork. Oh, artwork? Does she paint, too? Oh, indeed she does. She did a wonderful painting of two moonshiners working down in the Kentucky hills. Oh. What's she call it? Uh, still life. <laughs> I'll never forget the time I asked you to paint me. And did she do it? In a way, she did, Mrs. McGee. She gave me a beautiful shellacking. Uh, I, I suppose she was just being playful. Of course, of course. She has a grand sense of humor. One day I said to her, Sweetie Face, let's not play so rough. And she said, all right, Wallace, let's play beanbag. And I said, oh, dandy. And then everything went black. <laughs> my, my goodness, I, I never knew beans came in 500-pound bags. We never offered Wimple any candy. Well, it's probably just as well. One sweetie face in the family ought to be plenty. <laughs> the poor fella. Yeah, the way he gets pushed around, he must have come from a long line of wheelbarrows. <laughs> He's... I'll get him, McGee. 79 Wistful Vista, Molly McGee speaking. Who? Oh, hello, Mr. Wilcox. Oh, Wilcox. Hey, let me take it, be Molly. Be quiet, I'm... McGee. I can't hear. What was it, Mr. Wilcox? Well, Molly, that's the important call. I've been expecting you. Oh, I can't hear a word he said. No. What'd you say, Mr. Wilcox? Well, I... Yes, I'd be glad to take the message. Oh, now I am, son. Yes? Yes? Oh. All right. Why didn't I Yes? Yes, I'm telling Mr. Wilcox. Oh, you... Well, thank you for calling. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> McGee. Huh? What on earth goes on, anyway? Well, I might as well admit the whole thing, Molly. I, I never felt right about it anyway. About what? About the... Uh... Hey, wait a minute. What did Wilcox say? Well, he said to give you this message and you'd understand. Yeah? He said, Elks Club, punch board, two weeks ago, deliver this week. It. Now I remember. Oh, boy. Is that a load off my mind? <laughs> Is what a load off your mind? God <laughs> wouldn't interest you, Molly. But it would, McGee. Huh? You were interested enough in me to send me this lovely candy, and I'm interested in your affairs, too, <laughs> Okay, dear. I'll tell you. You see, the Elks wanted me to act as chairman of the boxing committee a couple of weeks ago. And yes. I said I'd think it over. So I delivered my acceptance today. That's <laughs> simple, ain't it? But what's this about a punch board? Oh, that. <laughs> That's what we fellas call the boxing committee. The punch board. Oh. <laughs> Hand me a piece of that candy, will you, Molly? <laughs> Give me two pieces. Give me a handful. I never mind. of us today have our weather eye out for worthwhile economies, places where we can make one dollar do the work of two. One way you can accomplish that same thing is by taking better care of what you have and saving on replacements. 
Protect your floors, for example, and save money on costly refinishing by polishing, polishing them regularly with genuine Johnson's Wax. The coat of wax acts as a shield against both dirt and wear. It's easily applied and can be touched up or renewed as often as necessary. The result is not only money-saving protection, but greater beauty for your entire home and less work for you. You can use that same Johnson's Wax to protect and beautify your furniture and woodwork, your windowsills, Venetian blinds, shoes, luggage, refrigerator. If you do this, you'll be practicing what housekeeping authorities call protective housekeeping. Johnson's Wax is now available in three forms, paste, liquid, and cream wax. Sorry, folks, our time's up. Good night. Good night, all. This is Harlow Wilcox, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax Finishes for Home and Industry, inviting you all to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. Let me remind you again to clean and polish your car with Johnson's Car New, the new labor saver that does two jobs at the same time, both cleans and polishes in one application. Car New, made by the makers of Johnson's Wax, gives your car back its original showroom shine, increases your driving pleasure. Thousands of car owners have learned to say, your car looks like new when you use Car New. Don't put it off. Buy a can of Johnson's Car New this week, spelled C-A-R-N-U. This program came to you from Hollywood. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Mm-hmm.